Today's reading is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 14. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is it I or they? This is what we preach, and this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, then how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, as you know, it is uh, Easter Sunday when we have the children as part of our service. Could I invite all the children, the Kingdom Kids children, to come to the front and to sit um, in the first two rows up here? Come and join us, children. It's great to see all of you here this morning. Kids, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Do you know the Easter greeting? Can we try the Easter greeting one more time? Yeah? What's the Easter greeting? If I say, Hallelujah, Christ is risen, what do you say? Very good. Let's, let's, let's start with that. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Very good. You know how um, in Kingdom Kids, you come each week and then you go out to your classes in Kingdom Kids and adults sit here. We actually don't do anything. We just twiddle our thumbs and wait for you to be done. Is that what we do? No, I was just joking. Adults are also learning stuff too. For these past weeks, we've been going through what's called the Apostles' Creed. It's a summary of our faith as Christians. It's something that we will confess again downstairs when we do baptism. And it's about God, our faith in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And last week, we also talked about the church. And today, we're going to talk about uh, what it means to be saved, what it means to be saved, the nature of our salvation. And the line goes like this. It goes, I believe in God, and then the resurrection of sins, 
the resur- I mean, sorry, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. That's what it means for us to be saved. Remember on last Good Friday, we talked about how God, when we do all these bad things, when we sin against each other, but God could just bring his wrath down on us, but he doesn't. He saves it. And then he focuses all his wrath on one person. Who is that person? Jesus. Did he do anything wrong? No, but God uh, takes his wrath upon this one person, Jesus, who didn't do anything wrong so that, that's right, so that he could forgive our sins, so we could receive what Jesus deserves. And then, so he dies. God forgives our sins. He goes into the tomb. But do you know that Jesus didn't stay dead? What are we celebrating today? That he rose again from the dead. He rose again from the dead. And he didn't rise again as a ghost. Did you know that he had a body? That Jesus, when he rose again, he had a body. It was like his old body. It had many similarities. For example, he had scars in his body. What kind of scars did he have? Why would he have scars? Barney, my son. Hmm? Holes. Why? Where, 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 where will, will, will these uh, holes be? That's right. On the wrist where he was nailed. Here, here. And he showed it to his disciples saying, here are my scars. Actually, he had another scar that he showed on his side. Why would he have a scar on his side? What happened there? Shota? That's right. It was so sad because one of the soldiers speared Jesus to get to the heart to make sure that he was dead, and he showed his disciples his scars. So his new body was kind of like his old body. It, has, it was had many similarities, but it was also different. Jesus could do things that he couldn't do before. Did you know that, adults? He could do things that he couldn't do before. For example, he could go... I know, Barney, because you heard my practicing before. <laughs> well done, Barney. <laughs> uh, but he could do things that he couldn't do before. For example, he could go into a room without opening the doors. He could appear and then disappear. And later on, he ascended into heaven. We couldn't, we can't do that with our own body right now. But Jesus, with his resurrection body, could do things that he couldn't do before. You see, we believe in the resurrection of the body. But you might ask then, will we have this new body when we're resurrected? Who asked that question? Any of you? Because that was really, oh, good job. That was a great question. (laughs) What kind of bodies will we have? Well, Apostle Paul tries to explain, although I think he sort of, you know, his language stretches. He doesn't, he can't quite describe. He actually describes it like um, planting a seed. 
So I'm going to give you a seed. I'm going to ask um, Teacher Pauline to hand you a seed. It's a very tiny seed. I don't know if you could imagine an adult. It's a tiny seed, kind of white and about this big. Now, if you look at this seed, can you tell what kind of fruit you're going to get? Can anybody tell by looking at the seed? No, right? I mean, you look at the seed, and it has all the ingredients, and it'll grow to be something amazing. But you can't tell what it's going to be when you have the seed. Now, the seed that I handed you, the answer to this question is this. It'll become a cucumber. You received a cucumber seed. Does your seed look anything like a cucumber? You say yes, but not really. I mean, come on. How about another one? Well, I'll I'll, I'll skip this one. Um, I'll give you also on your way a bell pepper seed. Bell pepper seed will grow. It's very tiny. It's just a little tiny thing, but it'll grow to be a bell pepper. You couldn't have imagined what this would become. And St. Paul says, Apostle Paul says, our new resurrection body is kind of like this. He says, our bodies will be sown, and then we'll come back up to be something very different, something that we couldn't have possibly imagined. But then he says, our bodies are like this. Let me read this to you. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead? The body that is sown is perishable, which means our body can decompose and die and disappear into the ground. But it is raised imperishable. It's sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown in natural body. It's raised as a spiritual body. Perishable means that we can decompose and it's, it's affected by death. Dishonor. You know, how many of you sometimes still, or maybe you don't have to tell me, sometimes we we in the middle of the night when we don't want to sometimes we lose control over our bodies who does that yeah your your brother come on (laughs) yeah i used to do it i think until the second grade it was really embarrassing our bodies are many ways dishonorable i mean adults also feel this way too and it's weak we can't do all the things that we want to do And he calls it a natural body. But our bodies after death will be planted, and then it'll be raised up. When Jesus comes back, he will raise us up, and we'll have these amazing bodies that we can't even imagine. He calls it imperishable. It will not die anymore. Did you know that? When the new body that you will receive, it will not die. There will be no death in it. It will be raised in glory, in perfection. It'll be raised in big strength. And Paul calls that spiritual body. We'll have this amazing bodies. Now, let me ask you, who just, you know, who sometimes wake up uh, after a bad night of sleep and have this backache that really just doesn't go away? Who, who among you has backache like that, back pain? Oh, come on. Who among you have backaches like that? Yeah, yeah. You guys don't know anything about this yet. You will, you will learn. You will learn. You know, our bodies are weak. That we will receive new bodies, that's great news. But you, you know this. How many of you have gotten, have gotten sick? Raise your hand if, you've, if you have gotten sick before. 
Yeah. It doesn't feel good when we get sick, right? This new body will not get sick. How about this? Do you know anybody, unfortunately, who passed away, who might have died? Maybe your grandma, grandpa, somebody close to you. Death is really sad, and our bodies are affected by death, but the new bodies will not die. It's great news, this Jesus' death and resurrection for us. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about this, but before that, I'm going to ask you to stand up, and we're going to sing together. Who wants this new body? Me, I want the new body, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to now tell you how this is going to happen. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to ask um, Apostle Paul to tell you. He says this, listen, listen, tell, I'll tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound. That sounded like death march, not... not <laughs> the dead will be raised imperishable and will all be changed. You know, we will receive new bodies, but we will not, it, this will not happen gradually. We will, like, just, just that, that moment that you heard, just a few seconds, we will be changed forever. And not just us, the whole world will be changed. The trumpet will sound, and Jesus will come back, and everything that we know about ourselves, about the world, it'll change. It'll be for the better. It will be amazing. Sin will be get, uh, gotten rid of. Suffering will be gone. Death will be gone. It'll be an amazing time that is coming. And uh, let me show you kind of what this will look like. I mean, I'm trying to explain how we will, do, will be changed, but it's really, really hard. But I think I'm going to show you a video that shows you a little bit of what this means. But did you know, before I show you the video, let me show you. Let me, let me ask you, did you know what, do you know what being deaf means? Yeah, some of you know, some of you don't. Yeah, I can't hear. Some people are born without ability to hear. Now, this is a video of a person like that. She's 29 years old. She has never heard before. But with the medical technology, they can put something in, and they're going to switch it on, and she's going to hear it. She hears sound for the first time. Let's watch it now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like so close. So now technically your device is on. Can you tell? Oh, that's exciting. Here, you can put it down for a second. Just get used to the sound. What does it sound like? Can you hear me? Can you hear your voice? Does your voice sound pretty? 
Now, why did that woman cry? Was she really sad? She was so happy she could hear. And it just changed like that, right? And when Jesus comes back, it'll be like that in a flash. In this time that it takes for the trumpet to sound, we will receive new bodies and it'll be amazing. We'll be able to do things that we couldn't have imagined. All death and sin will, will be taken away. And not just us, the whole world will be changed. Because the, we will live with new bodies that will keep going in a, in a world that will also keep going. That'll be eternal and glorious. That day is coming. And this is the last thing that we confess in the Apostles' Creed. We say that we believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, that we will live forever. And living forever, sometimes that's a bad thing. If you're trapped in a bad place and you're really bored, is that really, do you want to live there forever? No. But have you ever read a book that is so good that you do not want the book to end. Each page gets better and better. And before, you don't want to go to bed. You want your parents to just keep on reading to you forever and ever because the book's so good. Have you ever had a book like that? Yeah, some of you? Well, one writer says our eternity will be like that. It'll be so good. And it'll keep on going on and on forever and ever. So... Today, we remember not just Jesus' resurrection. Friends, children, we remember our resurrection. We, those who trust in Jesus, will be raised up with new bodies, and we will live in this eternity that is so, so good. We remember our resurrection with him. So when things are tough, when you get sick, when there is death, around you. When life is tough, remember, this world is momentary. Our bodies are momentary. Let me end with what St. Paul says. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he took our sins upon the cross and died our death. We thank you that he rose again and defeated death. We thank you for resurrection, that he is the first fruit, and we will all be right. Although all those who trust in Jesus will rise again with imperishable, glorious, strong spiritual bodies that will live forever. Lord, help us to remember that. Help us to celebrate that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.